This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Greg, Chico, our listeners, we've been waiting for over a year to get this done. Uh, Unfortunately, we couldn't do it last year due to COVID. And it gives me great pleasure to say, let the games begin! Episode 180, submission number 004, the Olympics Triple Cast. The Olympics Triple Cast was an experimental broadcast created by NBC and Cablevision for pay-per-view during the summer of 1992 in the coverage of the Barcelona Olympic Games that year. My friends, in four days' time, the eyes of the televised world will be upon... Tokyo, Japan, as we welcome in the 2020 Olympic Games that were supposed to happen last year, but didn't. Y'all know why. And of course, NBC, with its sister stations in cooperation with its streaming outlet Peacock, will offer complete and total access of all the games coverage, everything the Olympics has to offer, from bios of our favorite athletes to actual sport. But it wasn't NBC's first try with total access of the Olympic Games, wasn't it? No. No, it was not. No, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. To tell the story, we have to go back to December of 1988, when NBC agreed to pay... $401 million for the broadcasting rights to the Olympics in Barcelona. Now, this was 1988, so they were still on that Bill Cosby money. Yeah, because remember, NBC had the Summer Olympics in 88. And, you know, anybody could just broadcast the Olympics from sunup to sundown, like Today's Show, Live from Barcelona... The Tonight Show live from Barcelona, primetime coverage of tape-delayed events, highlights, highlights, highlights. Anybody could do that. But Dick Ebersol, y'all know who Dick Ebersol is, right? Yeah, we talked about him in a previous episode, back in episode 97. And believe me, according to Al Franken, he doesn't know Dick. (laughs) Yeah, don't set Greg off uh, talking about Dick Ebersol. Yeah. Oh, Dick and Ebersol- uh, by the way, we also did talk about him in the XFL 2001 way back when. Oh, well, and we also talked about his kid in the AAF episode. So yeah, Dick Ebersol is not a stranger to this podcast. 
he's also not a stranger to having grand ideas. This might rank above his worst oh. in retrospect. Oh, man. This is going to go on Dick Ebersol's tombstone when he dies. Well, not necessarily his entirely, because there was another mind behind this. Oh. But somebody had to say, yes, sir. Okay, sir. Whatever you say, sir. I'll do it. Here's Texas with a dollar sign. I'll do this. But yeah, the idea was this. A pay-per-view venture, and this is from the New York Times in 1992. A pay-per-view venture with Cablevision systems of Long Island that would provide 15 days of round-the-clock coverage, but more importantly, would help to recoup the $100 million NBC was certain to lose from its inflated bid. And the idea came from the mind of Chuck Dolan, who was, at the time, chairman of Cablevision and partner with NBC in the Sports Channel Regional Sports Networks, who would go on to become the Fox Sports Regional Sports Networks, who are now the Bally Sports Regional Networks, and also Bravo and AMC. This is back before AMC became the uh, network known for The Walking Dead and Kevin Can Go himself. And Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. And Mad Men. And oh. Mad Men. Yeah, how could you forget Mad Men? It's well, easy to forget Mad Men when well, it's on like 15 times a day. I mean, come on. Well, you also know what Charles Dolan is best known for. Um, He created HBO. Yes, but that's not where it was going. Beyond that, I know where Greg's going. Well, where is Greg going? Because I am lost. He's the father of James Dolan. Horrible sports team over to James Dolan. Oh, that guy. One of multiple horrible sports team owners with the last name Dolan. Hmm, must run yeah. in the family. Uh, yeah, it's like, I think of horrible sports team owners that whose last names begin with D and Tom Dundon comes to mind. Well, let's be honest. In terms of this city, <laughs> James Dolan is not even the worst. A- at least James Dolan hasn't sold baby powder that get- causes cancer. Oh. So, aside from all of that, Chuck Dolan's idea was round-the-clock Olympic coverage. If it works, it offsets the cost that NBC paid to get the games, and they could do it again in four years when the Olympics come home to Atlanta. The Barcelona games were already billed as one of the biggest, if not the biggest games ever, with the arrival of NBA professionals... Oh, yeah, this was the the, Dream Team Olympics. And that bastard Christian Leitner. Yeah, you got to remember, this is the Dream Team Olympics because the U.S. only got bronze in 1988, and the U.S. has to win at everything. Just keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah, tell that to the uh, Athens 2004 squad. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, Manu Ginobili just owning the court at Olympics. And what was the point of having NBA players play on the world stage to grow the game? Some would argue that that plan worked a little too well. 
Yeah, that's very true, especially given today's game. Uh, Bogut, Nick Batum, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, you can just look at the finals now. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, thanks. I was wondering how they pronounce that name. Everyone just pronounces it Giannis. They never bother with his last name. I'm sorry I care about his last name. You know what, Mike? You're a better man than I am. I I, I try my best. The only time I ever hear his last name actually said is Kevin Harlan in 2K. That's because Kevin Harlan is boss. Well, that is true. Kevin Harlan is the man, yeah. Okay. So this is how you're going to get all the people watching the Olympics, and more importantly, how you're going to get all the people to pay for watching the Olympics. The deal is, Cablevision splits 50-50 profit margin with NBC. NBC has no cap on their losses. Cablevision would cover up to $100 million for the pay-per-view and the network. So NBC has nothing to lose at this point. Cablevision has $50 million to lose. And then BC is going to be like, okay, we have nothing to lose at this point, and they want to partner with us. We don't have to blow them out of the water. Okay. And so Dolan and president of NBC, Robert Wright, did the deal. And they thought it was going to be this big thing. And if it worked... They could do it again and again and again and continue to make bank off of it. But holy cow, look at the prices. Uh, Greg, I'm going to have to ask you to uh, bring the currency converter online, if you would, please. Because they have, for the bronze package, which is just one week of coverage. So so this is uh, inflation calculator in 2021 money. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the bronze package, which would be the first week or weekends, would be $95 in 1992. Okay. It would cost today in 2021 $183.97. Wow. For the silver package, you'd get all 15 days, and that costs $125. Okay, $125 in 2021 money from 1982 is $242.07. And for the gold package, you get all 15 days, you get a set of Olympic pins, including the Olympic triple cast pin, which I am looking at on eBay right now. We're not going to bid on it later, so... And a remote control equipped with red, white, and blue buttons so you can control what coverage you get to see. Jeez. I'm sorry, that's so stupid. Uh, only the entirety of it, Mike. So how uh, much was it for this? For the gold package. $170 in 1992. $329.21 today. Oh, jeez, that's like three months of cable. What the heck? Yeah, that's uh, that's not counting internet and uh, digital phone in my house. So, wonder how much that remote costs today, because sadly I didn't see it on eBay. Oh, nuts. And, of course, 
NBC would have the might of its broadcast outlets to, you know, push hard for all of this. This is one of the spots that aired. Uh, It comes to us courtesy of the TV Madman channel on YouTube. Here it is. Only one place you can see every minute of every game of the U.S. Olympic basketball team live. The dream team of Jordan, Bird, Ewing, Robinson, Pippen, Drexler, Mullen, Barkley, Stockton, Malone, and Magic. How? Order the Olympics Triple Cam. You get three channels running simultaneously, 24 hours a day. All your favorite Olympic events with absolutely no interruptions. All for only $29.95 a day. Order now and get all 15 days for only $125. That's less than $9 a day. Call 1-800-OLYMPIC-TO-ORDER. It's like being courtside for eight all-star games, and there's only one way to see every minute of every game live. The Olympics Triple Cast. Call 1-800-OLYMPIC for the Dream Team. The Olympics Triple Cast. The only way to see every spectacular minute of these historic games. The Olympics Triple Cast. Call 1-800-OLYMPIC. Order now. I love they show everybody dunking, and then John Stockton, who I don't think even had a dunk in his career, is just, he's just there. And they yeah. didn't mention Christian Leitner either. I know that Chico. bastard I, Christian Leitner. Well, well I Get know Chico. Right. I know, but the thing is, I, I totally realize, yeah, saying his name is like saying uh, Voldemort. But he was like the it. best college basketball player in the country in 1992. He was the, I think, was the first guy to be in the Final Four four straight years. So he was more than deserving to be on the team. Yes. Check would have brought you better ratings, though, just saying. In retrospect, yes. Yes. Andy wouldn't have stepped on anybody's chest, just saying. And he wouldn't have been a bastard from Duke. Again, that's my sister-in-law's alma mater you're talking about. So. That's also Chico's natural enemy. So I know where my uh, favoritism lies. <laughs> I yeah. don't have to deal you know, with your I'll, sister-in-law. I'll just say right now, I have nothing but the utmost respect for your sister-in-law, Greg. Yes, yeah, she's a doctor for crying out loud. Exactly. I get what she's going through. Yeah, I'm yeah, going through yeah. well, the, the thing is, we'll never see your sister-in-law. Me and Chico won't. Oh, I you have probably to see Chico will. Every you, week. You probably will one day if, if we ever have a live show in person with the three of us. And why can't this happen? Why can't this happen? Well, hopefully conventions start opening up one day. Anywho. To, who cares? We're not here to talk about Christian Leitner. Well, apparently, remember, this was NBC trying their best, and that was apparently their best. And I love, like, how, I love how he said NPC try their best. And Mike takes a giant drink from his thermos. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to be talking about this crap. Like, oh. I, I can't sell the Olympics on Fu Ming Sha. We can't sell the Olympics on freaking horse equestrian riding on NBC. We have to put it on pay-per-view. We sure everybody's going to love this. Have you ever been to Barcelona? It's nothing but beachfront property, y'all. Yes. What do, uh, like, give me something to work with. Okay. You have all the NBA tapes, right? Yeah. Just put together a minute of dunking. Just a minute of dunking. That's Just a minute put, of dunking. Put footage of Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen dunking. Everyone's going to love it. 
Yeah, we can't get a picture of Christian Leitner because I believe CBS still owns the package for the NCAA. That's okay. Nobody's going to remember him. CBS is going to pursue us. Jim Nance is going to be on our ass. And please, let's remember there were no name, image, and likeness issues back in 1992. No, there were not. And again, before 1992, Team USA was the best college players in the country. Yeah, so they, they were. So this is what they sold the Olympics on. They sold the Olympics on the prospect of watching eight All-Star games. Well, I wouldn't say eight All-Star games, especially when one team in each of those games is head and shoulders above everybody else. Mm, yeah. Need I remind you about what the Dream Team did to Angola? Oh, God. Were people lighting up to watch all the basketball, all the diving, all the boxing, but mostly let's talk about the basketball? No, they weren't. But we can explain at least what the triple cast actually consisted of. There were three channels. Red, white, and blue. Red Channel featured team sports such as basketball, baseball, volleyball, water polo, and team handball. And I don't know about y'all, but I could watch the hell out of some team handball. The White Channel featured individual sports like gymnastics, boxing, rowing, and equestrian, and other Olympic sports. The stuff that you'd see on the Olympic Channel right now. The Blue Channel featured swimming events during the first week and track and field during the second week. And again, this is a big, a little big risk, a little big reward. The crew at NBC and Cablevision pulled out all the stops. NBC had calling basketball. Are you ready for this? The legendary Chick Hearn. Wow! For the triple cast? For the triple cast, yes. Whoa. Whoa! And that's not all. Because if you call now and promise to tell a friend about it, help us get some word-of-mouth advertising, you will get, at no additional charge, Ben Scully calling baseball. Olympic baseball or or just MLB? Ben Scully calling Olympic Olympic baseball. baseball. Eh? Yes. I'm not, yeah. Well, I'm just that, that doesn't seem terribly. Well, Vince Scully is a legend. Don't get me wrong, but in 1992, you would have had like just college players. Who I mean, cares? Yeah. Who cares? And? 95 bucks to hear Vince Scully call Olympic baseball. I'm sold. It's your money. True. I've spent worse money on ridiculous things. We know. <laughs> You've seen my DVD collection. I've totally seen your DVD collection. I've also seen your uh, Funko Pop collection. Frankly, I'm in awe. Uh, yeah. What guy would have a Funko Pop of Sting in the green face paint? I can't think of anybody. You can't see it, but I made the Sting WCW hotline face. <laughs> Oh no. 
Well, guys, speaking of the Olympic baseball with Vince Scully, hey, if you ordered the triple cast, you could hear Vince Scully call these future major leaguers on the U.S. Olympic baseball roster. Do you want to hear some of these names? Yes, I oh, do. Absolutely. Okay. You got no more Garcia Pura. No ma. No ma. You got Jeffrey Hammonds. He was good with the Orioles back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. He, yes, he was. He was always a go-to in All-Star Baseball 2005 for me on the Xbox. Whenever I started an expansion team, he was always the first outfielder I'd choose. Okay. Michael Tucker. Good quality Royals outfielder, yeah. 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 Jason Giambi. Oh, oh yeah. Future Hall, future Hall of Famer, Jason Giambi. Oh, I wish. And Cleveland legend for the one season he was here back in like 2013. Oh, he was awesome for you guys in 2013. Oh, he was so clutch. Oh, oh yeah. Phil Nevin. Yeah, uh, first pick overall, I believe in 92. So, yeah, he, he was, uh, yeah, he, he was a thing. Future Yankees middle reliever Ron Valone. Another good p- pitcher back in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. Oh, here's a notable name. Jason Veritek. Yeah, good Ooh, yeah. good catcher. Good catcher with the uh, Red Sox. Yeah. Here's another good catcher. Charles Johnson. Oh, he was my favorite with the Marlins back in the day. That's great. Yeah, I think I have a Charles Johnson jersey card for my upper deco too when he was with the White Sox. Yeah, and actually there's some other names I want to add, not as popular, but uh, still noteworthy, I think. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Well, there's a couple, but the first one you know where I'm going with this is Calvin Murray, who would have been with the Giants uh, at that time. Didn't have much of a major league career. What you would best know Calvin Murray uh, for is he is Kyler Murray's uncle, Arizona Cardinals quarterback and former Heisman Trophy winner. And also... If you've seen the uh, video of Randy Johnson pitching uh, during spring training and hitting that bird. Oh, boy. Calvin Murray was at plate at the time. He was the batter. He had a ringside view to Randy Johnson throwing a fastball and killing a bird. Absolutely. That, he, he is part of one of the most epic baseball videos of all time. And also some other names I just want to throw out there really fast. Rick Helling was a good pitcher back in the day. Back in the 90s, he was a very good starter for the Rangers. You also had Darren Dreifert, who was with the Dodgers, a decent pitcher back in the uh, in, in the aughts. Uh, but also, you had a, a name that was really familiar to me because he was a first-round pick of the Indians. I believe it was 1993, was Darren Kirkwright. And if you've never heard of him, don't blame you. He fizzled out. He did not make the majors. But it was just a name that rang a bell to me. Okay. But I also want to throw out two more names from people on other teams. Uh, we had the Cuban team there. And actually two names on the Cuban team that caught my eye. One was Osvaldo Fernandez. Yes. And this one, I don't believe he made the major leagues but he's known for a little bit more than that. Talking about Lourdes Gurriel Sr. And the name may sound familiar because 
Uh, one of his sons currently plays for Houston, Ulyeski Guriel, and two of his sons also play Major League Baseball. You have Lourdes Guriel Jr. playing for Toronto, and you had Unieski Guriel who played with the Phillies. Wow. He's produced wow. three kids who went to the majors. Oh. oh, hold on, Mike. He didn't mention the most notable player on that Cuban roster. Who's that? El Duque Orlando Hernandez. Oh, I totally forgot him. But yeah, Orlando Hernandez, uh, definitely somebody you'd know because he pitched for New York for a while. Yeah, he pitched on the Yankees and he was with the Mets in 06. Absolutely. So you did have a number of major leaguers, maybe no Hall of Fame names. I mean, maybe Nomar eventually and G- Giambi. Yeah. With the steroids, probably not. Yeah, I was going to say his numbers say yes, but he was involved in the steroids. So he's probably a no. But he was and, a very popular player wherever he was at. Oh, oh, absolutely. And, and same with Veritech. Veritech is probably nothing short of a legend in, in Boston. He was a great catcher. I think he was uh, the catcher on the 04 championship team. Yes, he was. Yeah. So a, a longtime Red Sox player. And also, again, as I said, Charles Johnson, great player in his own right. And he would have won a ring with the Marlins at least in 1997. I don't know if he was with the team in 2003, though, when they won that World Series. I don't think so. No, he was long gone, I think, by 03. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of quality players and... uh, And the two Darrens. And the the two Darrens, okay. (laughs) Not, Not much there. Okay, guys, now there was this one notable news clip that I found on YouTube of a guy watching the Olympic triple cast who actually ordered the thing and gave his thoughts about it. Said he want to see what somebody who ordered the triple cast in 1992 thought about it? Yes, sir, I do. All right, let's hear it. Did, did he get its $125 worth? Let's find out. Let's find I want to see this. Let's take a look. For $125, I, I probably couldn't even get my cartoon to get out of town. Their great veteran, 33-year-old Steve Timmons. Kenny Birdwell is going to Barcelona by way of cable. He's just one of a handful in the Brazos Valley watching the triple cast. Three channels of pay-per-view Olympics for two full weeks. And Birdwell scheduled his vacation around the broadcast. It's rain, and that's actually in the rule book. I'm not that much of an equestrian fan. I'm not that big a volleyball fan. Yeah, I know I'm going to want to watch a lot of track and field because I've never gotten to see, you know, events that you just never get to see, like the discus or the shot put. You know, the first day when it came on, I thought, well, dream team, 4.30 in the morning, you know, I'm going to get up. So I set alarms and everything and got all up to watch the dream team. Turned out it was Lithuanian Spain or something. And with that first experience, Birdwell's found he has to be more selective in his viewing of the triple cast. So now he spends his time searching for gold. What a lot of guts to stay in there. The first 150, and Nolan Lee's right there with you. You can see them both coming home, stroke for stroke. There's a new world record for Lynn Lee. Fred. The United States will take the silver. Yeah, it looks like volleyball. Now, since Randy is one of the few to participate in the triple cast, how does he score the competition? I thought there might be a few more people in town doing it full time. 
Maybe that's why it's just me here and there over at their house. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody else, but I had the time. Okay, that, that actually reminds me of a story that uh, Kiesel was just telling me. And um, her college roommate at the time wanted very badly to have the Olympic triple cast in her house. She, she was actually a Florida native, and she wanted the triple cast in her house. And her parents basically gave her the choice, okay, you can go back to school, or you can have the Olympics triple cast in the house. Suffice it to say, she was very angry. Aww. But uh, judging by the clip that we just uh, saw, I say she was not missing much. No. Unless she was a big fan of Lee Lynn, the swimmer that took the world record at the time. You know, maybe she'll have to see Lithuania versus Spain at 4.30 in the morning. I would want to see Lithuania against Spain in basketball at 4.30 in the morning. I would wait until the 4.30 p.m. rerun because at 4.30 in the morning, the only thing I want to watch are the inside of my eyeballs. Yeah, but there were some good quality players on Lithuania and also on Spain at the time. Come on. Oh, wait. Do I need to mention some of these names? Do you, do you want to mention, let's just say Tony Kukoc. That was Croatia, my friend. Oh, okay. oh, you know who is on the team from Lithuania? Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah, Arvidas Sabonis, because that would have been maybe a year or two before he came to America with the, the Trailblazers. And do you know who was on the team for Spain? Absolutely no one of consequence. No. Yeah, no. I was going to say, they, they didn't have any big players until probably about uh, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Hey, would Drazen Petrovic and um, Tony Kukoc on Croatia or something? Drazen Petrovic would have definitely been on Croatia. He would have died the next year. Yeah. Um, and Tony Kukoc? Probably, but the thing is, it gets a little wacky because that's about the time when uh, you, you had uh, the uh, Balkans splitting up and all that. Yeah, because, oh yeah, I forgot. This is the Olympics with the unified team. Well, for Russia, Croatia is not part of the unified oh, team. Not part of the unified team, no. But no. I mean, the unified Lithuania team. Lithuania is also not part of the unified team. Yeah, I, I get that. But I get that. But Russia is basically, the unified team is basically the former Soviet states. Right. And also, Sarunas Marshalunas was on the Lithuanian team. Good player for the Warriors back in the day and a Hall of Famer, just like Arvita Sabonis. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, you had quality players for that team. But, Those are the only names I recognize, but still, you got two Hall of Famers out of that, primarily for what they did in European and international basketball, but still two very fine players. Okay, so that's basically what the Olympic triple cast consists of. Three channels, all-star talent, 24 hours a day, zero commercials. Well, actually, not exactly 24 hours a day because, and here's the rub. Are you guys ready for this? Okay. No, wait. If I'm paying $170, I better get Olympics 24-7. Oh, you're going to get Olympics 24-7, but here's the thing. The channels aired daily from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. What? Oh, no, don't, no, don't say that they've repeated it the entire 12 hours. What? You said it. Not me. Oh, no. 
And the thing of it is, these were not NBC-produced broadcasts. These were Olympic-produced broadcasts, which nowadays is like, hey, uh, it's the Olympics-produced broadcast, no big deal, because you see it all the time, am I right? Well, now you do, especially with all the outlets that are available for the coverage. Yeah, but you know... There's nothing better than the NBC coverage, and I say that biased because my cousin's going to be doing camera work in Tokyo. He's going to be covering uh, some of the tennis events. Well, it's like NBC does not produce a bad-looking product. They produce it incredibly horribly, but it's not a bad-looking product. Yeah, despite the fact that NBC still thinks it's 1972 and no one ever has heard of the internet. Yeah, and no one's ever heard of any country besides America. Except if your name's Usain Bolt. Or, yeah, or Naomi Osaka. So, that's what the broadcast entailed. All you had to do was call up a national hotline, which you heard of the commercial... It probably doesn't work now, or it probably leads to a hotline of ill repute now, but it was 1-800-OLYMPIC. And one of the things that really hampered this enterprise was not everybody's cable service was participating. Now, I was living in um, South Florida at the time, and I know that Adelphia cable which served uh, homestead in south miami where we were living they were participating and uh greg you were still on log island so you would be serviced by cable vision i'm guessing actually no because in long island where i lived in brookhaven in the brookhaven town mm-hmm. we were the only area in long island that did not have cable vision really we had tci Oh, yes, but I think we still had. Okay, guys, guys, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you an amazing story, okay? Right. In the summer of 1992, me and my family, we went on a cruise to Bermuda. And guess what the TV on the cruise ship had from the satellite? The Olympics triple cast? Yes, they had the Olympics triple cast, and I watched it on the cruise. For free. For free. We all watched it on the cruise. For <laughs> when we got home back from Bermuda on our trip, we were like, let's go back to the ship. Let's watch the triple cast. I can't. Yo, man, I can't miss synchronized swimming, dog. We, we can't miss synchronized swimming. We have to see Ed Sprague's wife do synchronized swimming. <laughs> That's true. Wait, was that an Ed Sprague reference? Yes, that... a rare Ed Sprague reference on this podcast. Whoa, whoa! Hey, guys, you're gonna you want to hear another crazy Olympic story? I love your crazy Olympic stories. Tell me. I once held Matt Trainer's water outside of Shea Stadium while he was signing autographs. That's right, I held Misty Bay's husband's Poland Spring outside of Shea Stadium once. True story. 
We're really grasping at straws right now. Oh my god! That's right. We've had we had haven't ed- even got. We haven't even we've, gotten to the T of this podcast. We've got an Ed Spread reference, and we have a Matt Trainer reference on this podcast. We, hey, that is no way to be talking to Misty May's husband. Thank you very much. I, hey, I like Matt Trainer. You know what? As far as as far as players on the Florida Marlins go, he's the Tony Shalhoub of Florida Marlins alumni. And we all know how much you love Tony Shalhoub. Oh yes. The Florida Marlins made Matt Trainer's career. <laughs> hey, you think he was no, he would probably would have been like 14 at the time waiting for the Little League World Series to start. But anyway. No, wait, Greg, I gotta ask you a question. Does that mean that Ed Sprague is the Tony Shalhoub of the Toronto Blue Jays? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it had to be asked. I'm sorry. No, that was Marcus Stroman, silly. <laughs> okay, I, I see what And it I'm is. not just saying that because he's from Long Island. No, no. Well, also, he's a current Met, just like Sprague was. And also, they're both Blue Jays. I get it. I I, I, I withdraw the question. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, we talked about what all entailed the Olympics triple cast. Now, we're going to talk about NBC. Because stop me if you've heard this one. NBC made a bit of a mistake. What? What? Yeah. Not our NBC. Not our NBC. This, this is this, so unlike NBC to is, make this mistakes. Is, this is not, not NBC in 1992. They're still airing the Cosby show in prime time. Saved by the Bell on Saturday morning. They're still airing Night Court, too. Let's please They're not forget that. They're still airing Night Court. They greenlit Seinfeld, man. They're about to have Frasier next year. They're about to have the best years of their lives, man. How could they possibly make a mistake? Oh, okay. So, pay-per-view update, which is like an industry newsletter. They projected that the triple cast was going to attract a ballpark figure of about 200 to 250,000 users, which was at the time reasonable given the fact that it costs so much. Do you know what NBC estimated their, the figure to be? This is according to Time Magazine. Two million people. What?! Were they high? Two million people? So you're saying, like, at the time there were, what, probably about 80 million televisions or households with televisions? So you're saying, like, one in 40 was going to pony up $170 for this? Where in 1992 are you going to find one in 40 households who are willing to pony up $100 or more just to watch volleyball that's insane that is crazy so ultimately the triple cast projection 
Not the NBC projection, but the triple cast projection was right around there, 200,000. But when it started, they only could get 125,000 subscribers. And I believe, Greg, I think you might have it uh, loaded up and ready. This did not escape notice from one NBC employee. I wonder who you're talking about. I don't know, Greg. Who am I talking about? Coming up here on NBC, and you say to yourself, Dave, NBC will be providing the most comprehensive broadcast coverage of the Olympics in the history of time. Why would I be interested in paying out additional funds for the pay-per-view Olympic triple cast coverage? Well, here's why you should be considering purchasing NBC's Olympic triple cast coverage. Watch. Only on the Olympics triple cast can you see over 33 hours of gymnastics. Only on the Olympics triple cast can you see over 50 hours of swimming and diving. Only on the Olympics triple cast can you see over 57 hours of track and field, including the marathon. Only on the Olympics triple cast can you see 64 hours of Olympic boxing. It's the ultimate pay-per-view event. And only on the Olympics triple cast can you see all the games of the U.S. Olympic basketball dream team. The Olympics triple cast. It's an Olympic lover's dream. Here, just take my money. Here, there you go. We'll just, there we go. Keep on taking it. There we go. There, just I'll take all the money. Rain all day long. My name is Floyd. My name is Floyd. My name is Money May Weather. Those are primarily singles, by the way. I'm not that rich. <laughs> Ten of those singles, you could get one day of programming on the Olympics triple cast. Well, well, no, the, you get the equivalent of that if you spent $125. That's the catch. That's where they get you. Okay. If I want one day of coverage, I got to pay twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> okay. Can we explain in the 51-second mark why we were dying? Yeah. Yes. Wait, only yeah, the 51 well, second mark? The 51 second mark again. Okay, here we go. Can you see all the games of the U.S. Olympic basketball? Okay, so they showed a clip in what's supposed to be the dream team of a clip of Dan Quayle playing basketball. And this is the summer of 1992 when Dan Quayle's at the height of being a national joke between misspelling potato and being angry about Murphy Brown. This is one of many things that did not help George H.W. Bush's reelection campaign, by the way. No. <laughs> no. No. We only have an eighth of a million subscribers. NBC was looking for two million. So for the second week, they introduced daily packages. This is basically the equivalent of late in the life of the virtual boy. People are offering it for the bargain basement price of $20. And that actually happened. Yeah, but what's the bargain basement price of the Olympic triple cast? The Olympic triple cast, um, they discounted the uh, single day service and weekend packages. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have those figures on me right now. So, But they were deep discounts 
And there was another bit of a trick because uh, NBC still had CNBC and they took some time out, um, obviously not talking about uh, financial matters in the evenings, to test broadcast a three-way split screen, or I believe Scott Hansen would call it a triple box of triple cast channels on CNBC, but they didn't turn the audio on any of them. Okay. So, ultimately, that's how they got to 200,000. Okay, I'm going to have to ask for a bit of a translation here, because this is Chuck Dolan talking, and there was a bit of, and it has a bit of corporate speak, so... Here's Chuck Dolan. He said, by August 6th, the public didn't find enough incremental value for the triple cast over what they could get on NBC, and we blew it from an economic point of view. I think the translation of that is, we screwed up, the Olympic triple cast was a waste, we should have just kept everything on the broadcast and cable NBC stations. Yeah, and um, about that, because while all this is going on, NBC and its broadcast partners were still airing the games and the highlights and all of that stuff. And the triple cast was basically the world feed with absolutely no frills to it whatsoever. And according to some viewers... That made the NBC coverage seem schmaltzy and overproduced. And again, because all of the events of great import were on tape delay, main coverage on NBC was sort of very schmaltzy and overproduced. Wow, this made everyone realize how awful NBC's coverage actually is. And another thing hindering the triple cast was, and we alluded to it as much earlier... We had, they advertised it, 24 hours a day of Olympics, but 12 of them are on repeat. Yeah, they're sneaky that way. You got 24 hours of Olympic coverage, it's just, it's 12 hours of original coverage and then 12 hours repeated. Yeah. Yeah. Know whose attention they got with that? Don't say the FCC. Not the FCC. The New York City Consumer Affairs Department. They charged NBC and Cablevision with deception in advertising. The party settled, and NBC and Cablevision clarified the advertising. But those ads, so far as I know, do not exist on YouTube. And NBC was going to use its marketing might, but... About 20 or so affiliates would not run advertising for the triple cast because they do not want to, and this is them talking, promote competition for the mainline broadcast. Yeah, not terribly well thought out. Yeah. So what do you make of all of this, huh? I mean, what do you make of the Olympic triple cast? The fact that it was overhyped, it, it overpromised, underdelivered, was sketchy at best, and well, it ultimately added up to one of the biggest flops on television 
since, and we will cover this next year, CBS Sports 90, the dream season. Oh, yeah, CBS Sports 90, the dream season, where you had potentially the greatest lineup in the history of sports television, and everything was a flop. Yep. And it, and it apparently got so bad that a uh, cable system operator in Dallas, uh, Representative Mark Weber, who is the president of Salmon's Communications, said, we're making a determined effort to market this, not to make a profit, but to cut our losses. Yikes. Yick. And the triple cast, and this, again, going back to the New York Times article, it ignores the concept that makes pay-per-view broadcasting special. Exclusivity. Now, Greg, you've been watching WWF, WWE pay-per-views for as long as anyone I know. Yes. You know that the only way, of course, this was before Peacock got their grubby hands on the product. And- oh, that before they got the WWE Network and everything uh-huh. in the U.S. at least. Yeah. You know that one of the main draws of like a WrestleMania or a WCW Starcade, yes, I'm old enough to remember WCW Starcade, is that you can only get this by paying money to your cable contractor for the pay-per-view rights. Yes, the only way, and me and Gene Okrum would say it, every episode of WWF Superstars, you cannot watch this on television. You can only get it on a pay-per-view basis. Make that telephone call right now. He would hard sell you to call the cable company operator to order the pay-per-view. Yep. And it worked because, again, this is one of those things that they keep doing over and over and over again. They wouldn't do it over and over and over again if it didn't work. But here you have the pay-per-view triple cast, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for two weeks, competing against NBC's mainline coverage. And you know what's so ridiculous about this is Dick Ebersole had in the past worked with Vince McMahon on Saturday night's main event. So if anyone could have an idea of how pay-per-view works, it's somebody who worked with Vince. So not really uh, big on the exclusivity. I can get doing some quick math in my head here. 12 hours a day, 15. 15 days of coverage, which would add up to uh, 180 hours. Or I could get just 19 less hours of coverage for free on NBC. Hmm. That's a tough one. That is a toughie. This was basically a pilot program because ABC and Showtime event television were going to do something similar with college football the following fall. And they never did it again after seeing this, obviously. Otherwise, hey, guess what we would be talking about? Although ESPN did do that, was it ABC? They did have like that pay-per-view thing where you'd have, like, select games on pay-per-view, I think. 
Well, I forget what was it like ESPN or ABC like game plan or something. Yes, uh, ESPN game plan sounds okay. familiar. So nine days before the opening ceremony, one Philadelphia Inquirer writer, you know, they compared it to. He said it was, and now I'm quoting, the biggest marketing disaster since New Coke. Oh, that's bad. That's insulting to New Coke. And uh, ultimately, Cablevision said. They could pony up all of the losses for the triple cast. All of the losses came up to $100 million. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And very appropriate given that Susan's Dick's wife. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know what Susan St. James said when she saw how much money that they were going to lose on the triple cast when Dick showed it to her? Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't even think they lost that much money doing Super Train. <laughs> hey, you know what the reactions were from NBC executives when they saw the ratings for Super Train? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no, they were, oh, no. Okay, so obviously NBC didn't give up on total access to the games. We saw as much, for as big as 1992 was in Barcelona, 1996 was even bigger. Because the games were in Atlanta. Which, by the way, was my sister's alma mater. Shout out, shout out to the Agnes Scott Scotties. Wait, Agnes Scott Scotties? There's a college named after Montgomery Scott? I can't believe this! No, Agnes Scott, they, they fielded a legendary quiz bowl team. Oh, okay. I thought there's a quiz bowl team named after Montgomery Scott. And I must say, I like hearing Kiesel in the background. Anytime you, you, you said Agnes Scott, <laughs> I love my sister, I really do. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> Okay. And and guess what? She knows now about her babe from so. Oh, <laughs> okay, so back to what we were talking about. The 1996 games in Atlanta, you would see all of the basketball, Dream Team 2, live. All of it. And you would also see, because this was the summer where the U.S. gymnastics team became America's darling. Oh, yeah. Bella Caroli, carrying Carrie Strug. That's iconic. Dominique, Mo- Dominique Mocianu. Uh, Dominique Dawes, Dominique Mocianu. All the other Dominiques. All the Dominiques. Like seven of them. I don't know. <laughs> they, probably were, they probably got all the Dominiques on that team. Not yeah. Dominique. Dominique, Nika, 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 Oh, no, never mind. Not Dominique Wilkins, though. He probably no. would be playing for France. Am I right, Chico? Yes. And he might easily be confused for Patrick Ewing. Oh, for Can you believe these guys? Okay. I, who would ever believe that? Who would ever confuse Dominique Wilkins for Patrick Ewing? I mean, come on. One's like seven foot. One's like six two and can dunk. There you go. Well, Dominique Wilkins was a little taller than six two. Okay. Just, just, just a little taller. Yeah. Okay, so NBC would have all of the coverage all to themselves, but they would use all of their cable outlets to air other things. And CBS 
in 94 and 98 would team up with TNT to deliver their coverage. But, you know, the Winter Olympics are not as grand a spectacle as the Summer Olympics, obviously. No, but the, the 94 and 98 Olympics had Dave's mom doing live remotes at the Olympics. Oh, yeah, baby. This is what that CBS Westinghouse money was going toward. Oh, yeah. Bringing Dave's mom to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And her asking Nancy Kerrigan if she'd like some cocoa. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I would take cocoa from David Letterman's mom. I would. I would have. Okay. If she offered me cocoa, I'd take it. Okay. And as the Olympics got bigger, so did the NBC coverage. They farmed 2000 out to CNBC and MSNBC. They uh, farmed uh, the 2004 coverage to those networks, plus Bravo, USA Network, and Telemundo. Because they would have been bought out by Universal at the time. They farmed it out to Universal HD and Oxygen in 2008. And in 2012, they, at this point, they would have bought OLN, changed it to Versus, and changed it to NBC Sports Network. Yeah, because 2012 was the first year of NBC Sports Network. And funny enough, this year is going to be the last year of NBC Sports Network. But we'll give our in-memoriam in the year-in-review show at the end of the year. Yeah, moment of silence. Moment gone. Next! And also, during this time, you have the advent of the internet. And NBC Olympics com where you can see all of the events that you wanted to see maybe free of charge possibly but with absolutely no commentary oh you don't get commentary on the freaking Argentina and Lithuania and basketball oh drat are you kidding those are two world basketball heavyweights oh yeah yeah Greg Lithuania and Argentina have two really good teams Remember, Argentina, a number of years ago, uh, I do believe they won the gold uh, with Manu Ginobili and uh, I think like Louis Scola and some other players. Oh, co- you're t- are you Brett Hart? Who are you to doubt El Dandy to me right now? Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Jeez. And, and Lithuania, oh my gosh, Lithuania had uh, like Sarunas Marcelonis. Come on! I'm not knocking Argentina and Lithuania. I'm just saying nobody wants to see it. You're you're knocking Manu no, Ginobili and, and Sorinus Marshall Lomas. Hey, in 1992, Manu Ginobili wouldn't even be playing on the Argentinian basketball team then. No, he would have been like 16 years old. Well, what can I say? 1992 was a different time. We didn't have like 5 billion different cable channels. We didn't have the internet. We had to settle for we, what we could get. And for my money, it was not much. Hey, Chico, I just had a, a thought in my head. What's that? What if somebody watched the Olympic triple cast on the Sega Game Gear TV tuner? <laughs> Would that even be possible? 
Yeah, it has an AV output, so you could probably hook it. Did they have AV outputs on cable boxes in 1982? I remember my cable box had an AV output, yeah. Okay, so if you could put it in the AV output, you could probably watch they had the, to tra- put the They had to get the cable to my house somehow. Okay, so, so you get the put AV thing, you put it into the TV tuner, plug in the Game Gear, and you can watch the triple cast on it. What if somebody did that? I would love to see pictures. <laughs> Let's kind of steal Ed's tortoise. Ed Bigley's tortoise and see if we can make that happen. Come oh. on, Ed. Come on, Ed. Let's get in. Let's uh, we can, let's we'll get some vegetable oil to run the tortoise and we'll go to nineteen ninety two to watch the Olympic triple cast on a second game year. Well, there you have it. NBC's uh first foray into expanded Olympic coverage, and truth be told, it has expanded ever since, but it's expanded in more sensible ways, and it's followed what the people demanded. The people wanted more coverage of live events. 1996 got more coverage of live events. The people wanted more uh, women's sports, 2000, we have more women's sports. Women's track, softball, women's soccer, and it's expanded and it sort of grew with the 24-hour media cycle. But 1992, for $29.95 a day, you can have a commemorative pin set, you can have a commemorative remote, and you can also have this thing on TV. Hey guys, do you want to own something commemorative from the Olympic Triple Cast? Eh, why not? Play no, I know, no, no, I don't want to own it, but lay it on us. Okay, here we go. Okay, guys, you are bidding on a 1992 Barcelona official Olympics triple cast viewer's guide commemorative edition. That's right. By anyone. No, you are just bidding on a commemorative edition of the triple cast viewers guide, which is basically the program guide with a commemorative cover. Yeah, I, you could actually get the program guide out of a TV guide. You're literally just paying for the commemorative cover. Yes, that's all you're paying for. So I'm going to start the bidding with Chico. $34.99. I don't know why. Mike, one cent. <laughs> okay, you ready for the price? Oh no! To quote Fred Grandy on the Chain Reaction premiere, ten bucks. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it, does it come with the remote or the pins? At least no. It's just <laughs> the guide. Oh it's my god! It's just the guide for ten bucks. Are you freaking kidding me? There it is. 
Well, it's a nice-looking guide, at least. Gold embossed cover. Yeah, it's very yeah, fancy. What's, what's on the inside? What's on the inside? Give us a look here. Give us a look. Okay. There it is. Oh, that's nice. There's, oh, yeah. a cov- there's a regular cover there. Gives you a table of contents. Gives you all the information about... Oh, oh look. Uh, it has an article uh, from George Plimpton. Look at that. So, I'll, so this is a bunch of pictures of Barcelona and a bunch of articles about the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, they has got a baseball article. They got a basketball article. But, oh, George Plimpton. Oh, my God. That's worth the 10 bucks alone. It is worth the 10 bucks to get something from George Plimpton on there. That's worth having on your mantle. I'm sure we'll have that in a nice piece in the museum. And there's the byline. Olympics triple cast, a service of NBC and Cablevision. Did you know that apparently Charles Dolan couldn't even find the triple cast on his own cable box? <laughs> uh, did he check past the uh, soft porn channels? So a couple of uh, postscripts here. Greg mentioned just now that Chuck Dolan could not find the triple cast. He tested the ordering system and found that at one point last January... The operator did not know if his home system in Long Island, which he owns, by the way, was offering it. He just lost it when he heard that, said someone who observed Dolan's reaction. And Dolan did confirm he was on that call. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a bit of a postscript before we wrap things up, and this was from the uh, Chicago Tribune, if you... yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all right, this is from Dick Ebersol himself. Oh, gee, I wonder what stellar words of wisdom Dick is going to have for us. All right, so this is what he said after all was said and done. The folks who did the marketing and the promotions never were able to strike the same court the first day of production was able to strike. By the time that court had struck, People had seen how effective the broadcast coverage was. Maybe when one of the networks gets the rights, it may want to sell off badminton. They won't let you do any of the major sports on pay-per-view because of the IOC charter that stipulates that telecasts in the host country must be available to the widest possible audiences, pay-per-view being out of the question. Boy, did that change. Mm, Yeah. All I could say after that was, and on to Atlanta. Yeah. Dick Ebersole's really a Bill Belichickian personality. Isn't that right, Al? I know Dick, and I can tell you that he doesn't know Dick. Nope. (sighs) I see what you did there. You can see more of what you did there when you visit our website. It was a thing on TV.com where you can find all of our past episodes, all of our mini-sodes, all of our live shows, and, of course, links to all of our social feeds, including our YouTube, where if you go now, hit subscribe, and don't forget to hit the bell. Ding, ding, ding. In order to get updates on future content, like... For instance, last week we put the latest installment of Into the Spidey Movieverse, 
on our no, YouTube. Yes, we did. We did put it on our YouTube channel. Since we didn't have one for this month in July, we figured, well, we put it off. We might as well finally give it to you. And also because we only had one episode a couple weeks ago. So we decided, but it is a make good. And speaking of our friends at Place to Be Nation Pop, uh, what do we have this week? Uh, we have Voyagers and... <laughs> Larry Bud Bowen, but we also have Telly Who Loves You, Baby. That's right. That's right. It was a three-episode drop on Wednesday. Oh, uh, and they're three really good episodes, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, we can never forget all the stellar recipes we got for craft. And I I still want to know, if you write to that address, will they still honor the recipe book? You know what they would probably say? They'd probably give you an index card saying... Joshua Weissman's YouTube channel is right there. Guys. What? Mm-hmm. I never sent the postcard. I'm sorry. Oh. oh. Well, g- now we'll never know. It'll be like Wake Martindale's hotline. It'll be like the Olympic triple cast hotline. We'll just never know. We'll just never know. I'm sure one of those hotlines now directs you to Quest Chat. I have a confession to make. Tonight, I'm calling Quest. I was nervous about meeting new people, but with Quest, I can laugh, flirt, and talk with the coolest people. I have so much fun every time I call. It's really easy. Pick up the phone, and just like that, you're connected to hundreds of singles right in your area. And best of all, it's free to try. Do something new tonight. Call Quest now. Yeah, you like that's that, right. baby. That's right. I reference Quest Chat from those stupid. I'm, lo- I'm looking. I'm looking those, for friends in the New York from those city stupid area. buzzer commercials with those hot girls. Those hot Eastern Europe. That's why I switched to eHarmony. <laughs> that's why I watch Pluto TV. I don't see those ads. So you don't see the. Well, your cable carrier doesn't get buzzers, so you you don't get those like I do. No, that's why. That's why I said I watch uh, Pluto TV. Yep. I, I don't need a horny eighteen-year-old to talk to me. Good night, everybody. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Next episode, guys. Next episode, we are covering something that, since the beginning of this podcast, we have been dying to cover. Yes. It's okay. Imagine if you would. You are an Olympic swimmer. You live a very zen life, and you expose a very zen philosophy. And you're just flying by while another Olympic swimmer gets all the power, all the glory, and you just have to ask yourself, what would Ryan Lochte do? I'll tell you what, it would be you know, what, you know what he'd give the Olympic triple cast? I bet Ryan Lochte probably one hundred million swims. No, he'd give it zero swims. Oh yeah, this is a zero swim for sure. Zero swims. There, there may be negative swims involved here. Negative oh eight hundred and seventy. No, you know what negative swims are called? Walks. Negative eight hundred and seventy-six swims for the Olympic triple cast. Okay, and Ryan Lochte probably also took off another hundred or two hundred swims because he actually paid for it. 
You know what? I could I could see eight year old, nine year old, right, or however old he was back then, ordering the triple cast, and his parents being like, what you, like Tom Post is what? What? Huh? No. <sighs> well, guys, this has been a fun episode, but you know what? It's time to bring something that we haven't done in a while mm-hmm. to close this episode out. It's time for it was a thing on TV haiku corner. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yes. The smoothest part of the show, by the way. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've done this again. So here we go. Oh, that soothing music. Beautiful. Yeah. Channeling Mike Francesa here. Yodi was said while wa- about the Olympic triple cast. Get lost, will you? That pay-per-view garbage. Okay. Mike, are you ready for this stellar, these stellar words of wisdom? I can't wait to hear it. Chico, are you ready? I'm always ready. Here we go. Dickie's triple cast. How much money can you burn? Millions and millions. Hey guys, you know what Susan St. James said when she saw the money burn? <laughs> we'll see you on Thursday, folks. Well, catch men's boxing. Then Shaq and the Dream Team take on the always impressive Kuwaiti Five. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to root for underdeveloped countries, Al. <laughs> I am feeling very Olympic today. How about you? <laughs> <laughs>